Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis, and this is episode 68. You know what that means. Next episode, 69. Yeah. All right. We're going to open things up with some stoner moments. Last week, I talked about coughing and ways to cope with it. And I totally forgot to mention that you should stick with Indicas if you have that kind of recreational flexibility if uh, you want to further your chances of not coughing. Sativas are definitely going to be the strains that are more prone to inducing a very volatile cough. And the other thing that I forgot to mention was don't forget to stretch. You got all of that uh, throat stuff, working hard, and the best way to stretch is by yawning. If it's good enough for Morgan Freeman, it's good enough for me. Whenever I need to rest my throat and vocal cords, there are two exercises that I do. One is I induce a yawn, and that really stretches out the vocal cords and helps them relax. And then the other thing that I do is what's known as a vocal fry. And I have to say, it's been really awesome to get great feedback from a lot of dudes out there who are listening to me and to have that feedback not at all uh, chide me on my voice, but to actually have all of the feedback be very positive on my voice because a lot of female podcasters have issues with the vocal fry and I've made a lot of cognitive efforts to remove that from my language. But when you're trying to to rest your vocal cords, it, it's really nice to just kind of uh, do a little uh, and, and that kind of gives them a nice little massage. So those are two things that you can do to also protect all of your natural instrumentation that you got to work with. All right, now let's think of the children want to say thank you to Nathaniel for asking me to opine on the subject. It is my great pleasure. And I'm going to be real frank and short about it. Here's the thing. Cannabis is a natural, non-toxic medicine. And don't children deserve the best medicine? Why is this even an issue? I mean, I understand why it's an issue because of a whole drug war thing. But the the actual fact of the matter, my personal opinion is every child needs cannabis as a medicine for all the same reasons that adults do, if not more. In the first episode, when I said that cannabis should be in every ER, OR, first aid kit, there was no age limit on that. I meant it. Cannabis is there to be a medicine as a topical, as an anti-inflammatory, as a pain reliever, both mentally and physically, for children just as much as it can be for adults. And denying children that is really cruel, in my opinion. Now, a lot of people have issues with brain function. In the pot and pregnancy episode, I talked about how There's really limited studies on both pregnant women and children specifically around cannabis, but there was a study done in Jamaica that followed children that were birthed by women who both ingested and did not ingest cannabis. And now most of that ingestion was edibles through a tea. And there was no significant difference between 
either set of children. In fact, there was a slightly favorable difference towards the children who had access to the cannabis-ingesting mothers, though that could be a class and socioeconomic issue too. So here's the thing. Let's monitor it. If it's an issue, let's let children and families make their own decisions and then see if they'll participate in some studies. Doesn't that make sense? And it's ridiculously hard to get studies approved on children, but we're still allowing children to access medicines like Ritalin, oxycodone. They think they just dropped the age. I want to say 15, but I feel like something's nagging at me that it's even lower than that. It might be like 12 or even nine. I ridiculous, like jaw droppingly low of an age. Oxycodone, the thing that is causing a heroin epidemic in our nation right now, they might as well just be giving them fucking heroin or morphine. But here's the thing. They do give children morphine. Children with cancer, they give them chemo. That's just straight up fucking poison. Sure, poison that they try to target in a way that could help save their life, but so can cannabis. I'd rather go with the non-toxic option for my child. If I have to make the choice as a parent, I'm sure I'm going to throw everything at it, but the first thing I'm going to throw is cannabis. The first thing I'm going to throw is cannabis at it because the first thing I would throw at myself would be cannabis. Now, personally, I believe in a whole life cannabis use from conception to death. I really honestly believe that this is the kind of medicine that is going to revolutionize humanity. And I think that the first generation of children where it is socially, culturally, medicinally acceptable for children to be using cannabis in a directed manner, we are going to find that they are the healthiest, most productive, and happiest generation of human beings on record. I honestly believe that. And sure, there are a lot of government studies that suggest that cannabis use could have detrimental effects on brain function. And when we're talking about heavy doses concentrates of cannabinoids and terpenes being given to those who are still developing their brain, we should absolutely be concerned and we should be monitoring how they feel, the same that we would be doing with any fucking drug. But they give children things that dope them up all the time. Children on seizures, you think that their quality of life is high? Children with severe mental disorders, schizophrenia, people who are dealing with on the autism, like severe autism. No. A lot of the things that they're throwing at those children do nothing other than make it easier for the adults to have to handle them. And that's not fair to children. And all over the world, parents are turning towards cannabis as an option and have found success in all kinds of different ways. There are hundreds of ways to use cannabis, probably more. There are probably thousands of ways to use cannabis, and I'm just trying to be moderate about it. You don't have to smoke cannabis, and it doesn't have to be a concentrate. But here's the thing. Neither one of those should be excluded either. With studies showing that moderate cannabis users have better lung function than non-smokers, 
And as a child who had shitty lung function, which I talked about in the last episode, I think that using an inhaled form of cannabis could have been extremely beneficial to me, not to mention for targeting things like my depression and anxiety. And instead of allowing those kinds of neural pathways to create these ridiculously strong holds in in my brain that take hundreds of hours out of the rest of my life in order to refocus and can pop up at any time, shouldn't we be encouraging children to pop out of that and to find new directives in ways that can encourage positive growth behind those things instead of a negative depression. If I could have had weed at a younger age, I really feel like my life would have been completely different. Like I really would have achieved so much of that potential that everybody else has seen in me growing up for so long that I never saw in myself until I had access to all the weed that I really needed. I'm not going to try and deny a depressed teen something that I'm trying to gain for myself. That's cruel. It's cruel. It's the worst kind of apathy. And it gets even worse. I mean, I've talked about that stupid ass fucking guy on Vice on that, that show, Weed Etiquette. I don't even fucking bother to know his name because he means that little to me thanks to his total complete lack of journalistic integrity when he was reporting in a very vice-like manner on the use of cannabis concentrate specifically a high thc concentrate which he made sure to to hold up as a beginner's dose that motherfucker took a tenth of a gram of rso that's a pretty fucking high dose And a lot of people would say that that's not a beginner's dose. He had no clarification on that. He had no clarification about different metabolites or people's varying metabolism profiles. All he did was videotape himself getting stoned as fuck and walking around and talking about how fucking high he was. He didn't talk about those children and their disorders in a manner that actually gave context to his experiment. He talked about how sick they are in order to bring a sympathy draw in, and it brings in huge numbers. And then they talked about how stoned he was in order to bring in the fear-mongering draw, and it did. Oh, it brings in huge numbers. And then there are the numbers from people like me who've had to watch that fucking dick-ass video four times already just to fucking go on there and complain about how yellow journalistic it is at best. At worst... It's just vice fucking things up for those who are actually trying to make a difference and save children's lives. Fuck that guy. Meh. I know he does a lot of other activism too, but that video gets more play than anything else I've seen out of Weed Etiquette. And it's bullshit. It's nothing but bullshit. And we have to rise above it. We have to look at stoners for what they are, normal, healthy adults. And then we have to look at the children who are actually trying to fight for their fucking lives and understand that their systems are not the same as other people's systems. If you had given that stupid guy from that stupid show any other of her seizure medications, he would have found himself in the hospital, if not dead. 
I didn't see him trying them. I wouldn't want to fucking try any of them either. But children, millions and millions of children don't have any fucking choice. And we should give children a choice. We should give children a choice in their own medicine. Children are savvy and educated enough nowadays. A whole hell of a lot of them. I mean, the population is big enough. There's a scale, all right. But we should be encouraging people to be a part of their own health care. And that includes children. It means encouraging them from the age of a child so that they give a fuck about those kinds of things when they're adults and are prepared to make those kinds of decisions. That includes, hey, sometimes smoking. I'm not going to lie. Sure, there are other ways we can make inhalers. There are tinctures. But smoking is the fastest to set in. Therefore, it's the easiest to back off on. And it's one of the first to wear off. So it's a great starting point for anybody to become acquainted. Am I saying give give a seven-year-old a fucking joint? No. But teenagers should have that option. And if there was a history of teens having a problem with cannabis smoking, they would have found it by now. How many years have teenagers been smoking pot on the regular since the 60s? almost 60 years now, we would know if it severely impairs a developing brain in pubescence and prepubescence in the adolescent stages. And it doesn't seem to have any significantly detrimental effects. In fact, it can have significantly beneficial effects if we give a fuck and follow the science. I believe in you, science! Uh, Science would be another reason why I don't think that cartridge pens are a great option for children. I wouldn't want one for myself uh, because of the PEG and PG inhalation with the food grade terpenes and things uh, that are of the shatter cartridge nature. I might have a change of opinion, but I really need to know more about that before it's something I'm willing to subject a child to, quite frankly. Now, if I knew for sure where my crop was coming from, that I had well-flushed organic flowers, um, and my my 16-year-old had a headache and I had some headband, uh, especially if it seemed that they might be getting a migraine, which I had issues with growing up, I would 100% tell them, hey, hit this real quick. Just one hit. See how it feels. I don't want my child to deal with a migraine. Damn, that's mean. Damn, that's mean to go smoke some headband for your own migraine and then give your kid a handful of Advil. Oh, man. And hey, you know what? Maybe your kid is going to say, are you crazy? Can I just take the pills? And that's their choice. Give them the handful of Advil then. The only way to teach children how to medicate themselves is to talk to them, to be an example, to let them make their own choices through discourse. Discourse it out with them. Talk to your children. And then go talk to adults too, because it's the only way that these issues of health versus smoking aren't going to become conflated on 
a consistent basis so that most of us can just stick our heads in the sand and not have to worry about the health of our children. We have to stand up for them. We have to educate adults on the difference, and we have to educate our children about their options. It's just as everything is all about that education. And God damn it, under Prop 64, we're going to need them more than ever. Seriously, as a former cigarette smoker, I really wish that I had picked up a joint instead. So badly do I wish that I had picked up a joint instead. Maybe if I had had good medicine to encourage that fire-breathing behavior that I am very prone to, no matter what, I wouldn't have become a regular, at times, three-pack-a-day smoker. I could just smoke weed. I hate playing what if. All right, moving on. Let's safety. I have got a little of that double dream packed in chug-a-lug. Smoke with me. I will be dismantling Chugalug later on today because I just got a brand new piece in. Yay! All right, I'll probably still be keeping Chugalug around, but I did get a brand new piece in. It is mostly a dab rig, but in order to convince me to buy it, the glass blower threw in a little personal sized bong thingy. Yay. He called it like a joint or whatever. He had glass blowers can be so technical sometimes. My friend Johnny Cushburn does the same thing. He just sits there and just talking to himself about glass stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Ooh, let's smoke some weed. But he threw it in so that I could use the rig also as a bong to satisfy my needs. Yay. So I have filled it with that double dream holy headband mix to see if I can get any better of a taste. Let me cleanse my palate here. Cut that out because you don't need to hear any gross noises. All right, cheers. Ooh, that is tasty. And that definitely made me cough on the exhale. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, going in, you get like a cheesy dessert, like a baked brie with raspberries. And then on the exhale, you get a very spicy, woodsy, cough-inducing kind of jelly taste out of it. Ooh, it was so yummy. I love smoking out of glass. Oh, I can't wait to take a fucking dab out of it. Yes, yes, yes. I got to go buy myself a quartz banger first, though. So after this, I'm going to edit, I'm going to post, I'm going to pack it up, and I'm going to head to the head shop. Yes. First, I just want to mention really quick, I was listening to the CBD Talk podcast that came out this week, and she was featuring uh, a product called TheraJoy CBD. Now, normally I don't advocate for a whole lot of the hemp-derived CBD products, 
They tend to be too expensive and you don't really know the source of their hemp a lot of times, though they are getting better and they are getting cheaper and they are becoming a little bit more worthwhile for the investment. And it seems that whatever fiasco was going on with the DEA and the farm bill and their wording, it's not stopping anybody. And this new company, Therajoy CBD, has a CBD isolate infused coconut oil product on the market that they are shipping to all 50 states. And while it's not the cheapest option to buy into with a minimum commitment of $45 for a two ounce bucket with a regular monthly subscription commitment, if you don't want the subscription commitment, it is $50 and that'll give you 500 milligrams of CBD. Now, if I were to make my own CBD concentrate in a coconut oil, I would buy a CO2 distillate, uh, and I can usually get just under 700 milligrams of CBD, around the 650 milligrams of CBD per 1,000 milligrams of concentrate for about $65. And I consider that a pretty fair deal in this market. So for a CBD isolate in a pure coconut oil base to be available to all 50 states for that same price range, I felt was a really fair deal. And I really just wanted to throw that out there for my listeners. I don't know anything about this company other than that. I just looked at their website. They tout the whole CBD non-psychoactive bullshit, but it doesn't stop the fact that it seems like a good deal, and I just wanted to lay that down on you guys. I will have a link on the website. Uh, I will also have a link to the video of Morgan Freeman explaining to you why you should be yawning more often if you want to sound just like him. And I'll also have some links to my Patreon, to the Facebook, to the Twitters, to my Instagram, which I've been all up on, and which is also going to have the pictures of my new rig. If you wanted, that'll be the place to check them out. Don't worry, I share them to the Facebook and the Instagram too. All you got to do is friend or follow. Check it out at thespliffpodcast.com. That is two Fs, three Ts, no D thespliffpodcast.com. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. Thank you, Nathaniel, for suggesting this and asking me to give some very uh, explicit opinions on. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for spliffing it, guys. Ciao for now. Mic check one, two, three. Mic check one, two, three. This is how we mic check. This is how we mic check. No, 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 no. Oh.